0: another week on two peas in a podcast a podcast that's two parts peas one part pod and all parts figuring it out
1: It's still as classic as it was the first time. I think so. You're gonna get tired of it, but not yet, baby. Yeah, I'm glad to see that we all tricked you into being fully um, obsessed with this show. Yeah. Um, Clearly, everybody who listened to even a part of the first one is listening again. Well, I think that's justified. I have no doubt in my mind it wasn't just Ariane and I. No. Repeat playing our own podcast.
0: No, and you know what? I listened to it and I laughed out loud. Is it because I was there and because I'm a narcissist?
1: Hmm. We'll <laughs> let you decide. <laughs> S- <Maisie>. Submit your <laughs> submit your answers. In the
0: <laughs> <laughs> let us know in the comments. Uh, how much of a narcissist do you think we are,
1: um, Maisie? How's your week? You know, it's been great. It's I actually had a really fun weekend. Um, I went to a dear friend's housewarming party on Friday. You were there. I was there. We had a grand old time. We did. Um, the theme was, wear your worst shirt. And we showed up. And we showed up in, in fact, our worst shirt. The worst. It was incredible. It was a collection of the
0: worst the Daily Cal and Beyond had to, go, had to offer.
1: Yeah. I'll be honest, though. I'm pretty disappointed with, like, the shirts that I saw. I feel yeah. like, generally, people need to be taking themes more seriously. Yeah. Not just trying to, like, look hot. Yeah. In the, Like, I put... I put my worst foot forward.
0: Yeah, and I did as well, and it just so happened that I did look hot because it hugged my figure in a very complimentary way, but it was still a terrible shirt.
1: Yeah, Ariane tried her best to look ugly, but alas, she is, cannot.
0: It's just my boobs are so big.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and with that. Yeah. No, we did that, and then la- yesterday I spent the entire day propagating plants with my roommate. Oh. Yeah, it was really fun. I don't know if it's against the law to steal leaves from other people's trees, but if it is, I'm in trouble.
0: Well, you know, I had an interesting debate with a friend of mine about this exact thing. We were taking a lovely walk down to Berkeley Bowl. Really? Um, and we saw these blackberries growing over someone's fence. And thus the debate began, if they're over the fence, are they, are they out of reach? Are, are, they, are they, they private berries? Yeah, are they private berries? And I... And I Listen, I feel like the obvious answer is yes, because the plant is rooted on the other side of the fence, but answer me this. What about the berries that fall off?
1: I feel like berries that fall off are free game. I think so. Yeah. With this, it was specifically a fig tree, like, on our street. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And... My whole thing is it's in front of an apartment complex, so like no one in the no. complex can claim it. No. But at the same time I wasn't like psyched about the idea of a cop like driving by and seeing me like snapping like fig leaves off of a tree. Like I th- think that's the best that form of startled civil disobedience me a little bit. Yeah. So steal a fig. Yeah, I mean I leaf. could be doing worse things. This is not this is not the worst I feel like this is the most innocent form of robbery. <laughs> I think,
0: no, I I think you're guilty and I think that I am, I'm on the phone with the police right now, you've just admitted it, they heard you, they're Okay, coming. so after
1: this podcast, <laughs> I'm,
0: yeah, I'm out of here,
1: but let's do a podcast anyway, how was your week? Yeah, um, my week was good, I don't
0: actually remember most of it, I think that this week was a fever dream, um, for those of you local to the Bay Area, you may have experienced a cute and fun thing called power outages, thank you. P, G, and E, we won't get into that, but I will say that I was very confused most of the week. I just, in just this fugue state of confusion. Um, and then the, I didn't have to go to school, and so my brain decided that anything and everything related to being on this, this campus, UC Berkeley, that is, was irrelevant to my life, and I did nothing at all. Just nothing.
1: I will be honest, I think I had such a fun time propagating plants that I completely forgot that this week featured the insane power outage. Yeah. So, I yeah,
0: it's an easy thing to forget about. That's insane. It <laughs> it felt like it happened a year ago and also happened to me today. It's this weird I don't know where we are, I don't know what time it is, I don't know what day is it 2019 anymore. I just don't know. is it 2019 anymore i just don't know god i sure hope not
1: (laughs) generally would be really so super excited if this year was just over tomorrow
0: well i think that's because this year has been nothing short of a true horror story
1: in fact the power outage is maybe one of the best metaphors for this year Mm, yeah there's something really exciting about it because it's like no school, snow but, day. As yeah, I've but been then hearing. it's it also came with its own fun and s- uh, spontaneous anxieties. Yeah,
0: I do think that yes. now school feels a bit sinister, like it has been plaguing the fun I could be having. But I always knew all the while that I had so much to do, and
1: that this is just prolonging the inevitable. I do like that everybody was like really intense about Compt. us not going. On campus yeah though, when the power was out they were like don't you dare suffer. if you even if, if you, you even think, think about, about it <laughs> <laughs> i will stomp you to But it's like it. what's gonna like what's in there like who when the power's off what does uc berkeley look like okay but
0: here's the thing when the power is off what does uc berkeley look like it's the perfect premise for a horror movie Maisie. and oh. here's what i'm saying Here's what I'm saying. I'm shoehorning this conversation into a tasty little segue into our discussion this I really year.
1: think that anytime we have, like, a beautiful segue, we should also preface it by saying this is a segue. I think as so. As we have been doing for the past two weeks.
0: Two podcasts? Two, two weeks, two podcasts. This isn't,
1: like, a regular thing yet. No. <laughs> um, we're working our way up to it. We have to up. start this thing, everyone. So we're going to make it big, guys. And, yeah... So, with, uh, with no more dues, <laughs> no more dues, no more delay,
0: welcome to Peapot Ep 2. Scary, spooky, ooky, kooky
1: movie. <laughs> you guys, it's spooky bones season. Spooky like, bones. I'm really October excited. October is what? here, so it's she, time. And she is beautiful. And she has brought back some of the best and also worst pieces of cinema known to man. Yes. The... Campy horror genre.
0: And that, my friends, is what we're gonna be talking about today. Today we're going to be exploring our respective rankings from zero to two of our favorite ooky spooky, campy, terrible, horrible, horror movies. Maisie. Yes.
1: What's number two? Number two for me is gonna be a movie called The Stuff. Okay, give me the plot. It's from 1985. Um, It is directed by Larry Cohen, and it stars a collection of loose people that you wouldn't know of, Um, so so I'm not even going to waste my time on it. Um, Fun fact about this movie, Patrick Dempsey is uncredited, but he is in it as underground stuff buyer number two. So, Hot. I think that's really exciting about yeah. this movie. But basically, the premise of the stuff is that they find this, like, pool of just, like, random, bubbling, like, whipped cream-looking stuff. The stuff? The stuff. <laughs> the titular stuff. <laughs> and they start selling it as ice cream, and but it ends up being, like, haunted. Like, it moves. It's... It's like a... So it just starts, like, moving around and, like, basically taking over. And this kid, he keeps having nightmares about it. This kid played by, um... I believe it is Michael Moriarty as David. But, um... Mo Rutherford. Mo Rutherford. (laughs) Indeed. Um and he like doesn't want he's like obsessed with getting his family to stop eating the stuff and then his family goes nuts and they like chase him out of the house and he gets picked up by these two people that like know the stuff is like messed up and it's just this whole adventure of them trying to like stop the stuff from spreading while the stuff is taking over the world oh my and like God. ruining world? people yeah it's ruining people's lives the stuff the stuff it's basically about killer ice cream and I love that. That is, would have been a better title. It's. I, I stand know. by I'm that. I'm pretty satisfied with the title of this stuff. <laughs> I Really think that's they have it like jingles. It does give you everything you need it, to know. You know. Jingles. Well, because it's like they it's all about capitalism. You yeah. know. Yeah. As, both of my movies are about capitalism. That's which beautiful. I don't know if that says something about me. Um, um, I love that. But yeah, and it's just like haunted ice cream. What could be better? It's ridiculous. The acting is horrible. As it should be. Um, it's a little bit racist, per mm. usual, when you get to horror movies like this. I I just recently watched this movie, too, like a year ago. It's a recent entry into the list. Yeah. And it's at two? And it made it really high because wow. it is a ridiculous movie I that I would it. watch time and time again. And at the end, it's like people are still eating the stuff, you know? Okay, but capitalism it, but it's, re, it's renamed the taste. Stop. Oh, wait, capitalism? Yeah. Wow, that's Did somebody say Corporation? Uh, corporate Greed? Uh uh, uh. uh. Yeah. Anyway, what's your no-
0: <laughs> what's your number two? Well, it's funny that you should ask that because my number two also features a strange edible substance. Yes, I did rip that directly from Wikipedia. Hi. My number two film, this is a shout out to my father, AJ Jolivet. Love you, daddy This film, I the reason I shout out my dad is because my dad had this habit of having me and my sisters watch the strangest scary movies. You could imagine because his his and I quote I quote this all the time. I've quoted it in my column I'm gonna quote it for you on now his line of thinking was that if he showed us scary movies is like mixed in with actual good scary movies We'd be able to call bullshit easier just as babies and then children than women I don't know if that's the leap children to women, um, I don't know. I was definitely a child before I became a woman. I think I was a child and then I was a woman. Directly. That's what I'm... Like, teen? No.
1: But when I was a child, I was unspecified. (laughs)
0: Like... No, I... Yeah, exactly. It's all chaotic. It is. That's... And that, I feel like, is the nature of being a child. And that is when my dad introduced these movies to me. (laughs) This film is called Food of the Gods. It is... It came out in 1976 directed by Bert I or a lowercase l Gordon Um, it has a sequel and it was inspired by a story by H.G. Wells now I don't know if the film itself was conceived as campy I think that I've been learning about camp recently and what qualifies a film as camp and one of those things is time the passage of time and so now or even god 15 years ago when I saw this movie for the first time. Probably more than that. Um, It is campy. And I I just want to call attention to some things before I read you the synopsis. Close-ups of rat-like creatures being blown up. Now, it was quite traumatic to see because I still to this day do not know if the rats were real. This was in the 70s. I feel
1: like I... I have to believe they weren't. I have to for my sanity. because I don't believe that anybody in these 70s had the access to... I mean, could they... Is it that easy to get your hands on loose rats? Maybe if you live in New York City. Maybe I need to think (sighs) over for a little bit. Sorry. There are many,
0: myself included, folks who live in this beautiful city of Berkeley, California, who have seen rats roaming about downtown... At night.
1: I think they're so cute. I'm so sorry. I know. This it- is the part of the podcast where I get up and walk out. <laughs> they're just like, I feel bad for them. Like, they're misunderstood, you know? They're just like emo boys. They just want some. Rats
0: are emo boys, yeah, folks. You raccoon, heard it here first. The raccoons do.
1: They just, like... Raccoons
0: are emo boys. They're
1: misunderstood, you know? They just, like... Nobody understands them. They just want to listen to their music and, like... That's why they're downtown. Hey. Yeah, that's why they're downtown. They're trying to get in it. spats. <laughs> they're hanging about Cornerstone. They're just desperate. They're trying to get their oh music. But back, <laughs> but back to the food of the
0: gods. Right. But that was one of the notable features of this film that scared the mess out of me. But... The synopsis, again, straight from Wikipedia. Thank you, Wikipedia. Donate to your local Wikipedia. Um, When a strange edible substance appears on a remote island, local farmer, Mr. Skinner, John McLeam, and his wife, Ida Lupino, deem it a blessing and feed it to their farm animals. Soon, other wildlife, such as rodents and insects, have eaten the food, which makes anything that consumes it grow in size. These gigantic beasts start terrorizing the island with an athlete named Morgan, Marjo Gortner, among those who are fighting for their lives against the gargantuan creatures.
1: Now, is that not the most ridiculous thing you've ever (laughs) heard? See, I would say that it's the most ridiculous thing I have ever heard, but I just described the premise of the stuff. (laughs) And I would know that that would be a lie. It would, so I can't... But I do love this, like, weird, like, part of, like, the late 70s early 80s where they were just like unidentifiable goop. Yeah, just like random food. Yeah. We eat it and it just turns bad. It does stuff to it's us, just, man. It's not so great. Just
0: you shouldn't do it. <laughs> okay, but this is around the time where they were putting weird shit in jello still.
1: See, that's what I'm talking so about. So it has to be meta. Like yeah. it's a very like this is what happened. What's happening yeah. right now is that we're like just using whatever we can find <laughs> and hoping for the best and let's make scary movies about it.
0: And then Thank God for that.
1: Yeah, I will say. That's great. So that's
0: my number two. Food of the gods. Wow. Maisie, give me your number one.
1: My number one. This has been a long time. You know, it's stayed up there. It's withstood the test of time. It's called They Live. It is a, from nineteen eighty eight. Um, oh,
0: that's when my sister was born. Hi, Brittany. Hey. <laughs>
1: we haven't met. <laughs> But we should. <laughs> <They> <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, it's directed by John Carpenter, who just, like... Oh, wow. He just knocks him out. He knocks him out. He really does. Um. And it's, like, randomly based on a short story from 1963 called 8 O'Clock in the Morning. I love that name. Yeah. But basically, it's about... It's just... It, it is... This one is much more accurately about capitalism. Okay. And it's this idea that, like this guy finds these sunglasses and when he puts them on he can see that there are like these aliens that are skeletons living in society and when he puts them on everything changes from color to black and white and he can see like signs say like obey 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 or like do what we say and stuff like but when he takes them off they're just like regular billboards wait i and love stuff. this Yeah.
0: This doesn't sound like camp. This sounds like a good
1: movie. It's it's a ridiculous movie. He walks, my favorite line from this movie, and watch me forget it, because I will. Um, (laughs) But he runs in the main guy, who naturally, I forget who it is, um, runs into this room to beat up some of these, like, monsters that he's unveiled with these sunglasses. And he says... Beat them up? Yeah, or he just like kill them. I don't know. <laughs> I can't really remember. to beat them. Up. I I feel like none of what happened seemed like it could have resulted in them <laughs> being like abolished, you know. So beat them up. But he runs it and he says I came here to kick ass and chew bubblegum and I'm all out of bubblegum and then is... he just starts kicking ass. Oh my god. And, and it's
0: why is that where that came from? Cuz I feel like I've heard that quote
1: before. Is that the origin? I've definitely Maybe put it, in, it I put it in a column somewhere it's there um yeah but it's like one of the best movies I've ever seen right next to like Big Trouble Little China mm. and
0: it's that's another one of my dad's favorites hi dad I feel like
1: you and maybe I should be running this column or this podcast with your dad.
0: Yeah, honestly, bring him on. Also, I want to say this before we get back to this movie. I just said, hi, dad. I do not call my father dad. I call him daddy. And there are implications of that as a 23-year-old woman that I refuse to acknowledge. So I just want to be my authentic true self. Say hello to my father. Hello, daddy. That's it. And I don't want to hear it. Don't at me.
1: Gross people do not react. Yeah. Anyway, so They Live is, like, this Just it's, it's a really good movie, but it is, like, ridiculous, and there's, like, romance in it that's just, like, obscene and, like, random, but it does have, like, H.P. Lovecraft vibes mm. that are, like, really exciting. When I was a kid, I was like, yes! yes. Like, is everything it about kind this of racist. Is I don't... Honestly, I don't remember being hit by... Mm. Specifically, the last time I saw it was a couple years ago. Okay. So I don't, maybe I wasn't like, I'm sure you could find something. If you were looking. If you were looking. I just hear, but I think it's. H.P. Lovecraft, and I think racism? Hello? Yeah, that makes sense. But I don't think that he is, that this is the most racist movie. Okay. I feel like I would say that the stuff is a little more obviously offensive. Mm hmm. Yeah. But, you know, we ha- we have to love problematic things We do. We, and it's not even that we have to. We just do. Yeah, that's more accurate.
0: Everyone Thank loves problematic th- things. No, because we don't have to. And we, I feel yeah well, we
1: don't. And honestly, we probably shouldn't. But, but we, we do. can't fight. No. Sometimes it just has to be done. I agree. I think yeah. This is... I apply that philosophy to every horror movie from the 70s. I think that's what... Well, that's what you should do.
0: Yeah. Every horror movie from the 70s.
1: Ugh. I... Even though this is from 1988, so... Again. Uh Uh-oh. 88 was a good year. Yeah. What is your number one? Okay,
0: so my number one... My number one has been my number one of this type of film for a very long time. Again, shout out to my father. This film also has a jingle. And it is a jingle that comes out every now and again... We'll sing this jingle at each other, me and my family. It was one of the, honestly, I think that this was one of, this can get bleak, but this was one of the last, like, scary, like, goofy movies that I saw with my family, <laughs> and it was still intact <laughs> before my parents got divorced. <laughs> so I have really fond we, memories we associated.
1: Love those. I yeah. feel like that, that's why I like the movie The Room. Okay. The Room, not
0: Brie Larson's room the room the room right
1: the yeah yeah the one and only yeah we watched it on youtube and it was glorious i still haven't seen the room it's i feel like i don't feel i feel like you don't need to see it but you can because you can find the best scenes on youtube okay and it's like you the story makes no sense so it's like why even bother
0: you know what I'm taking that as an endorsement to uh, not watch the room. But Uh, back to this movie. Yes, back to this movie. My number one is called Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. Now, this... Okay, the thing about this one is it's not supposed to be a scary movie. It's a parody film. But I'm counting it anyway because it's
1: so funny. (laughs) I feel like that counts, though. I think so. It has a scary concept. It does. That is not organized as fear. It's inducing. Attack of
0: the killer tomatoes. Yeah, I mean it's got killer right in the title. So I'm gonna read y'all a quick synopsis. This one's coming from um, IMDB because Wikipedia didn't have my back on this one. Um, after a wave of reports of mysterious attacks involving people and pets <laughs> being eaten alive <laughs> by traditionally docile fruit <laughs> A special government task force is set up to investigate the violent fruit and put a stop to their murderous spree. (laughs) And that is the plot. And that's really all you need to know about Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. This film featured, I feel like it really informed the kind of, like, person I grew up to be. Absurdist humor is my favorite kind of humor to this day, and I cannot imagine anything more absurd than Tomatoes specifically becoming sentient, and big, and eating people.
1: (laughs) I've sensed a real serious theme here, though. It's all about food. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know what that says about me. Consumption? Consumerism? I mean, just like all of... I feel like we are the first people to discover that the horror genre (laughs) tackles a lot of capitalist ideas. I think so. Really subverting consumerism nobody has thought about that before no i think
0: it it originated here i'm so glad that we're making these really insightful revelations i'm
1: really excited to see all the scholarly the scholarly texts that come out of this out of this school of thought that we just invented literally invented right here right right now now yeah wow we're amazing
0: we really are i want to before we move out off of this film because it is something that i feel like we can't go without singing i will say is the theme and that is, it goes like this. Attack of the killer
1: tomatoes. <laughs> and that's it. I'm really happy that you did that. Thank you. I feel like my life is a little different now. <laughs> I think that the world has a new color. I'm going to be like going about my day, and then I'm just going to hear not the actual theme, but Arianne going, Attack and <laughs> the killer tomatoes. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and that's what it is. So that is our respective... Uh, two to one. Yeah. I'm going to give a quick, um, shout out to Mars Attacks. That's my, it didn't make it on there, but I have to pay my respects. Yeah.
0: Do you have one? Yeah, and I'm going to make a quick shout out to a film called Rubber that I have seen, uh, more recently that is about a killer tire. Only. Yeah. It's hilarious.
1: So, now that we have established our separate, Mm-hmm. core interest. Mm-hmm. Two through you one.
0: Know? We have a surprise.
1: We have a surprise. We're going to talk about number zero. Number zero, baby. The, the lost, lost Boys. boys. Okay. <laughs> All right. Let's get into it. Yeah. So, The Lost Boys is, to put it quickly, it's about vampires. It's about vampires? It's about teenage vampire boys. Um, the best kind. <laughs> you know, the lost kind. Um, it's really... A ridiculous movie it is. Also from the late '80s, mm-hmm. which I feel like mine kind of ended up in the being late in 80s that realm. And yeah, yours kind of were in the '70s. Yeah, but this is where we meet is in 1987 with this seminal classic directed by Joel Schumacher. Thank you,
0: Schu- Schumacher. I, I don't, don't know how to know. pronounce it, but I,
1: I I hope he
0: understands that his work has been in the. Can't be horror hall of fame and will be forever. Yeah, we've got Kiefer Sutherland as
1: the scariest. (laughs) And that's it. (laughs) Nobody else is in this movie. It's just him.
0: I need to make sure I said his name right. Yes, it is is Kiefer Sutherland.
1: Sutherland. As David,
0: the vampire man.
1: I think that that haircut, the like bleach blonde. Nothing better hair in this movie in general is on point. They really brought their A game. They but did. Kiefer Sutherland has this like mullet situation It's like a going mullet on. and a pump. And it's the same color as his skin. <laughs> just pure white. Pure white. And he's like, he pulls up in on this motorcycle and the hair he's is He's got a leather jacket on. a leather jacket. And you know he's a vampire, but do you really care? No. It's not Be the honest, same. It's not the
0: most important thing. You
1: being gay. Yeah. Would you get with Kiefer I, Sutherland from? Kiefer
0: Sutherland the Lost Boys. as David from The Lost Boys could get it any day of the week. Um, yeah, see,
1: I feel that way too.
0: Horrible thing to say, as I have incited my father multiple times during this podcast. I hey.
1: am. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, I, on the other hand, have not mentioned my dad. <laughs> and <I'm, laughs> I will happily report that I would allow Kiefer Sutherland only from The Lost Boys to come and receive. <laughs>
0: Be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> this movie it has, has it all. That's the whole reason we like this movie. <laughs> this movie has it all. It's got vampires, it's got the 80s, it's got um,
1: Santa it, Cruz. <laughs> it's got just the male gaze is like oh, yes. flashing bright bulbs all the way around this film. Mm-hmm. Like women are just being picked off left and right. Yeah. We love to see that. We love to see it. We love again,
0: problematic things. Listen, The Lost Boys, The Lost Boys isn't a bastion of wokeness and political correctness. And that's, you know, what it is. The film was made in the mid-80s, mid to late 80s. I heard about that song, People Are Strange, from this movie, so... A great song. It was, the, I think Echo and the Bunnymen did the cover, and that was the first way I heard it, but I will say that I prefer yeah, the Doors
1: version. I think we should just, real quick, top thing about Lost Boys that you loved. Uh, what are you talking about? We already said Kiefer Sutherland. Besides Kiefer Sutherland.
0: I'm Googling you to make sure out. that the Doors originally sang People Are Strange, and they did. They.
1: <laughs> I don't know if they originally sang it, but you, they did you sing it. Send. She didn't send it when I she put it. it into Google. She said made the sure doors that it people, came up. People and it did, and I, that's all the confirmation um, I need. Yeah, because for me, I as much as I love Keith, Keith, <laughs> chief Keith, chief Keith. <laughs> as much as I love chief Keith, um, as David from The Lost Boys, I I feel like my favorite part about it is like the whole brother. I was story gonna. Line. Yeah, my well, favorite. We are the same, so that makes so sense. it makes sense. I, we... I love Sam. I love Sam, and I love the like. <laughs> inability to suspend disbelief for so I long. I know. He literally just <laughs> can't, can't do it. He's like, no. Vampires? Uh. <laughs> I, don't,
0: I don't think so. <laughs> I also, like, I fell in love with this movie first, and then I saw the movie The Little Vampire. I don't know if you've heard of this movie. No. It's with Jonathan Leibnicki, I think is how you say his name, from Stuart Little. <laughs> oh. Um, he plays oh, a little, nat- a little sounds tiny, about right. A little tiny baby boy who makes a friend with a vampire. <laughs> And I don't know why, but the, those two movies are inseparable to me.
1: Yeah. This one and I that mean, one. it makes sense. I love just, like, small children <laughs> and vampires. That's a yeah, great situation. It's a great it's like, combo. like, how are they going to handle that, you know? Give a
0: baby a vampire and yeah. just see what happens. No,
1: yeah. I think that the fact... What tops this movie off is that it is, you know, a, about brotherly love it and is. bonding. And I feel like all the best horror movies are about like are like familial grounded. yeah or friendship bonding i completely agree
0: any mm-hmm. like anything honestly that's that's had staying power like the lost boys is grounded in that kind of like really unifying theme of navigating a sibling or familial familial relationship
1: yeah and i think that's really cool yeah for that genre, especially when it's so scary. Spooky, spooky, kooky horror movie. Yeah. So on that note, we're going to dip out of here. We're going to be but gone. First before we go, um we don't have a podcast next week. We don't. Unfortunately, so sorry. We know you're horribly I know. disappointed. You were waiting with bated breath. We have things to do. We have people to see. Me
0: my mom is coming to town. Hello.
1: Goodbye. My mom is turning 50. Don't tell I told you. Um <laughs> She, yeah, she's going to decide to lie about her age. Please <laughs> but, keep this to, her, yeah. to yourselves. Can we keep this in the Peapod community, please? But we are going to give you guys some arts picks for this week, just to tide you over until we meet again mm. in two weeks, mm-hmm. um, to talk about stand-up comedians. But for this week, I'm going to throw at you Ciencio's new EP. They are a five-person boy band. Um that they sing beautiful reggaeton songs that make my heart flutter um i love each and every one of them but specifically enrique i just want everybody to know and that again, in case he's listening he's, and he, he is he doesn't speak any english he is fully from just cuba but okay. somebody can let him know i imagine you that, can't let him know i'll let him know let him know i love you And also, I love your and your squad's new EP. It's amazing. So, please listen to it. For clarity, it is C-N-C-O. Like, the letters C-N-C-O. Like, Cinco, because there are five of them, but then you take out the I, because that's cool? Yeah. I don't really know. Yeah. What's your art pick? My art pick um, is the...
0: (laughs) I... You know what? I'm gonna say... I'm gonna do a a shout-out, because... Uh, nepotism this is a shout out for my dear friend pragmatist uh, pragmatist's new music video or newest music video for his song byronic it is the exploration of uh, authoritarianism through an asb election in high school
1: See, and we we did the same thing. You shouted out a friend, I shouted out a friend. Five of your friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, no, we did the exact same thing. We did the same thing. thing. We're the same person. Don't worry about it.
0: Everyone go check out Pregnant's, um video for Byronic and also his newest EP that I am maybe on, uh, Pretty Boy. It's on Spotify and
1: the video's on YouTube. Forget mine. Do that. He's amazing and I love him. Love you, Eric. Mm-hmm. And with that, we bid you adieu. Farewell. We will see you in two weeks. Thank you Mm -hmm. for listening. Goodbye. We need to have a better goodbye. We do. I can't keep doing that every week. All right. Bye. (laughs)